Welcome to day 123 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we are working our way through uh, 1 Corinthians, and we come to uh, the most beloved chapter in 1 Corinthians, and for many, maybe the most beloved chapter in the New Testament, or even even the Bible. It is it is eloquent you know, in so many ways, and it is a beautiful summary of what Paul has been teaching us so far. The Corinthian church has brought a lot of worldly attitudes into uh, the way that they relate to each other, the way they carry themselves sexually, uh, the way they have celebrity pastors that they honor and pit against one another, mm-hmm. uh, the way that they, uh, you know, eat food and bring people into their houses and even, you know, do the Lord's table. They've all done all of these things in ways that are worldly and dishonoring to God. And, and Paul brings them back and he said, you know, here, here is the essential, you know, as you relate to one another and as you relate to God, uh, that you love each other in the way that Christ has loved you. And so this is a beautiful description you know, of Christ's love for us. Heavenly Father, as we read this passage, uh, may we melt uh, at the, the depth of the love that you have for us, that you do not keep a record of wrongs, that you do not do so many of these things, and yet in our fleshliness we, we turn around and we treat others with contempt when you've received us with grace. Uh, may this not just be an inspirational chapter for us. Maybe this be a chapter that you, by your Spirit, use to shape us in your character. And may we, as the body of Christ, love one another in the way that you describe here. It's in your holy name we pray. Mm-hmm. Amen. Paul ends chapter 12 with a single line, and yet I'll show you the most excellent way. And that's what he gives us in chapter 13. So if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. But I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, it is not proud, does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and prophesy in part, but when the completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away child's, you know, put much ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection is in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Uh, well, guys, what uh, stands out about this uh, all too familiar chapter? Yeah, well, you know, that may not be familiar enough. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, definitely familiar at, at weddings, where I think is where most of us kind of hear this. But mm-hmm. you know, as we've journeyed through the letter of First Corinthians, right. you know, getting to see it in its context, mm-hmm. where it's put is is Paul is, you know written a lot to this church he's corrected them a lot and now he's instructing the church on the most excellent way and um you know seeing it in that context obviously 
is beautiful seeing you know paul's deep love for the church his deep desire to call the church to live in this way which is absolutely in the way of of jesus um and so just being that getting that quick reminder that this isn't just that wedding passage but this is you know uh, instruction for the church um from paul well this is part of a manual of worship and you you get that from the way it opens up he's talking about the spiritual gifts that are most often on display in the church if i speak in tongues of men and angels which must have been you know just an extraordinary gift and uh we know from you know the context that many were using the gift in such a way to draw attention to themselves Mm -hmm. if i speak in the tongues of men and angels but do not have love i'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal if i have the gift of prophecy which paul says this is the gift you should all want that you strengthen and encourage each other in christ and i can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge Mm -hmm. and if i have a faith that can move mountains here probably bringing in the words of jesus if you have you know faith even the size of a mustard seed Mm -hmm. you may say to this mountain be uprooted Mm -hmm. and be cast into the sea uh but do not have love i'm nothing if i give all the possessed to the poor do what the rich young ruler could never do sell all of your possessions and give them poor Mm -hmm. and give over my body many translations you know to be burned or you know to suffering and hardship you know that i may boast but do not have love i i gain nothing none of my sacrifice none of my words none of my actions none of you know that none of the spirit's presence in my life amounts to anything if my heart hasn't been conditioned by the kind of love that i have received you know in christ jesus yeah i feel as though this is something that paul has experienced he really seems to really feel this um because he is i think a man of um quite quite um i don't know he's quite a teacher he's able to, he's probably would be able to boast in so many things but um yeah but he's encountered christ in the gospel and it's brought him low and he understands that those mean nothing yeah. in light of who christ is he certainly had the gift done. of you know prophecy yeah. he could say to the corinthians or will say to the corinthians actually in the next chapter right. i speak more tongues i than speak in tongues yeah. more yeah. you know than all of you exactly uh you know he certainly did give his body over mm-hmm. you know to hardship and uh, in second corinthians he's going to say it's foolish of me but i'm going to go ahead and boast mm-hmm. about right. the hardships you know that i've experienced you know in, in christ mm-hmm. and he said all of this apart from love is you know absolutely nothing so he gives us you know a wonderful context mm-hmm. And then, you know, lest we, you know, kind of give in to sentimentality and think love is just a warm feeling that we have toward God and and toward each other, he reminds us of the kind of love that we have received from Christ, you know, a love that is patient, a love that is kind, a love, you know, that does not envy, that does not boast, that is not proud, doesn't dishonor, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, that'd be a great rule right there for marriage wouldn't it if we didn't keep records of wrong but anyway love does yeah, you not gotta quit doing that paul and delight in evil but rejoice i do have to, we need to quit doing that actually <laughs> love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth not in the truth but with the truth where truth mm-hmm. is happening where truth is being lived out you know love is rejoicing it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres anything in there that uh, particularly you know stands out what? I was going to say just all of it and as you read it you just um, 
I don't know. At least, at least I don't say, "Oh, well, I'm patient" or oh, "I'm kind." I see how I am none of that, and if yeah. anything, how just it places you into you know such humility, hopefully, and and just realize all that Christ was in that that you benefited, and where we fall short. Um, incredibly. No, that's a really good point. It'd be hard to find, you know, any one of those things where you know where we have excelled right. in our kindness or in our patience or in our you know, lack of concern about who, you know, gets honor and our mm-hmm. desire, you know, to honor, you know, others, you know, not being self-seeking. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this, we definitely see the heart of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I know you've said this before from the pulpit, Paul, but, you know, kind of early on in, in your Christian days, and I resonate with this, is you kind of think, well, I'm, I'm kind of reflecting the heart of Christ pretty well right now, <laughs> you know, like I'm not doing too bad. I'm, I'm probably at least 70% there. And then you get a little older and a little older and, and truly fathom the heart of christ even more and realize man you're not even close no and so man i I obviously see that as i read this that you know my sanctification has a long way to go Mm -hmm. um in in all the areas mentioned um Mm -hmm. here and then he moves you know beyond you know here are the qualities you know here are the qualities of love and and this certainly is a passage you want to come back to time and time again when you are feeling a little bit smug about your spiritual gifts or your Mm -hmm. spiritual accomplishments or you know the sacrifices that you've made uh, you know you'll want to bring yourself back to this passage and be reminded that uh, none of that counts for anything unless it's coming from a deep place of loving god with all your heart and uh, loving your neighbor as yourself or doing to others as mm. you would have them you know do to you right. uh, then you have you know the permanence of love love never fails but where there are prophecies they will cease this you know supreme gift of teaching in the church encouraging and strengthening each other with supernatural words you know coming from Christ uh, there, there'll come a day when we we no longer need those mm-hmm. uh, uh, where there are tongues they 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 will be stilled that's kind of a nice way of you know, talking about everybody just going to kind of be quiet just just for a moment. No you know, not just you know the supernatural yeah. tongues, but mm-hmm. uh, all of us will be in you know, stilled and mm-hmm. uh, in the same way we've had the injunction of you know mm-hmm. our will in the next chapter that women women need to be quiet in the church. We're all going to be quiet mm-hmm. in the presence, you know, of uh, of His holiness. Where there is knowledge, it, it'll pass away. And, and why? For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the complete comes, mm-hmm. what is in part, you know, disappears. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the complete. Many have said, you know, the the complete is is God's word. And of course, God's word does have a beautiful perfection about it. But beyond God's word, the complete is God's presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we yeah. no longer see in part. We no mm-hmm. longer see through a glass, you know, dim, you know, dimly. And then he, you know, and then he says, that "When I was a child, I didn't do you know childish things anymore." And so, as believers, all of these things you know we're talking about are childish. Yeah, and we see that you know, as you were saying in verses you know twelve, you know, that we have kind of that. Now we we see in in in, a ref, in a, our reflection, but. You know, one day, then, in mm-hmm. the future, we will see fully face-to-face. Now we see in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. So mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, as, as much as we do see ourselves kind of lacking or falling short, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we do have the great hope that the work God's began, he'll see it through to completion. Um, and even though now we might not see that one day, mm-hmm. we will see him for all that he is. Absolutely. 
And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. Uh, faith, our confidence in Christ, hope, our outlook on life shaped by what Christ has in store for us, and love, the attitude that is pervasive. Uh, you know, from the beginning of the Torah, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all of your strength. And Jesus adds quickly, mm-hmm. and your neighbor uh, mm-hmm. as yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, these three remain. The one that is deepest and richest and most profound is God's love for us. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much as we look to your word that we are reminded of the great love you have for us. Thank you so much for the love we see in in Christ. Um, and Father, we do ask that as followers of him, you in your grace through your spirit would empower us to love as well. Um, Father, so many, so often we fall so very short. And so we do ask that um, you would increase our faith and our hope and our love and that in all those things you would be glorified. And so may you do this great work in our own lives and also in the life of the church. Uh, May we be known um, for our love um, for you and for each other. We pray this all in the great name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.